you guys doing tonight? Oh, you guys are alive tonight. Welcome to our college young adults ministry. So many brand new faces. I keep seeing students that I had when I, when I was the junior high pastor. Now they're in college and I relate to you, Steve. We're like, man, this is phenomenal. But if you're brand new, we're a weekly gathering of young adults. We meet together every single Thursday here at our, our experience starts at seven, but service starts at 7.30. Uh, but before we get started, I wanted to brag on our team uh, real quick. Were you guys blessed by the worship tonight? Man, you guys were fired tonight. You know, I love that we get to serve alongside so many incredible people. And I don't know where Daniel went. You guys are scattered throughout the whole room. But uh, man, uh, right before uh, I even jumped on the stage, I had our team members come around me and say, hey, I want to pray over you. And they're praying over me, uh, which means they were praying for you guys. You know, and, and I love that. And if you're brand new to all this, uh, I want you to know that people cared enough, that I cared enough to pray for you. You know, God sees you. We're about Jesus here. And I believe that he has the most incredible plan for us that we could ever fathom. And if you're skeptical tonight, I'm hoping that uh, you guys would see that God is about relationship tonight. We will dive into this context of relationships. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I just want to I let you know that you're seen and that God's for you. Amen. Um, I also wanted to let you know that we're a pretty interactive crowd. So it's okay to say amen at the, at the appropriate time. And if the word is good, shout it. You know, shout it. And uh, we're here to be responsive to the word of God. Uh, right, Joe? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I want to hear the response tonight. Not to me, but to the word. Amen. Uh, and we get excited about it. And, um, and I hope that you're excited because God uh, has something for every single person that walked in the room whether you're brand new or if you've been in the church for a really long time. You guys ready? Yeah. Let me go to God in prayer. Father, I, uh, I pray that tonight is so much fun, God, that people would see that you're not a prude and that you're for us and that you love us and that you have an incredible plan for us, God. I pray for those that uh, might be skeptical or on the line of faith, God, that tonight they would just be inspired that you see them, God, uh, and know that you see them. I pray for the church, God, that we would be able to be uh, really lifted up in your word, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Have you guys ever gone to a store while you were hungry? Man, it is the worst thing ever. I, I don't know about you, but they the way that they set up grocery stores is like a time warp zone, right? You walk in, there's no windows anywhere, and there's food all over the place, and it just makes you hungrier than you already are, right? And, and you're, you're going through the store, and, and this is the worst for me. When I go in and I'm hungry, I start putting random things in the grocery basket, right? Uh, uh, by the end of my trip, I see spam. I'm like, who the heck eats spam, and why is this in my cart? Right? It's like the most random thing. And me and Viv, my wife Viv, we're trying to eat healthier. I mean, you should see our kitchen. There's organics. And uh, I talked a little bit about that last week, that she completely transformed our kitchen. And there are times that she'll send me to the store and say, hey, pick up eggs. So I go to the store, and I'm trying to find the eggs that aren't only organic, but they're also cage-free, and it has to be the certain egg. And, I, and, I, and I'm staring at the, at, the, uh, at the refrigerator section, and I'm like, what eggs is she talking about? Right? And I'm there and I, and I get lost at times. But if I go in there hungry, I walk out with everything but what's on the agenda. And when we're hungry, it's really easy for us to lower our standards, right? You know, because um, you guys know where I'm headed with this, right? 
Someone said, oh, shoot. Um, and uh, it's so true. I mean, you walk in our break room, man, if we're starving, we're like, we're trying to eat good, and there's muffins everywhere. I'm like, ah. We start, like, munching on all the wrong things. And we lower our standards. And if I want to set myself up for success, you better believe I got to go in with a full stomach and a clear list so that I know what I'm looking for, right? I think the same is true when it comes to relationships. We're in this topic of relationships. We're navigating through relationships in a shoot-your-shot culture because um, I believe that a lot of us are starving for relationships. I mean, come on. You guys walk into a place like this and you look across the room like, dude, she's fine and she's fine and she looks good. Look at that guy over there. He's, there's a bunch of good looking people in this place, right? And, it, and if you're hungry for a relationship, every place you walk into, you're like, is that the one? Is this the one? Is, and we have like this radar all of a sudden that, that picks up. We're like, dude, 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 I should have sat over there, right? And... um. And when we're hungry for relationship, it's really easy uh, for us to settle for just anyone. When I believe that God has so much more prepared for us when it comes to this area of our lives that is so important because he cares about you. And I believe that God wants us to have a full heart and a clear focus when it comes to such a vital part of our lives, because I've sat with so many people that they get together, and I've seen incredible couples, don't get me wrong, Jess and Steve are up there, they're crushing it, and um, it's amazing, um, Steve, you're marrying up, I tell you that every single Thursday, don't I, <laughs> and she's like, no, look at him, no, um, but, but here's the thing, I, I sit with so many young couples, and they're wanting to get married, and they're excited about relationships, and then, and then I'll ask them, tell me a little bit about the relationships that you've seen in your life that are healthy and a lot of people can't give me a straight answer they're like well i can't really point to anyone that i've seen do it right my parents are divorced my co-workers aren't on the same page then i talk to married couples who as a pastor i get to sit with them and walk them through their brokenness and, and they look me in the eyes. They're like, I don't know what happened. In the very beginning, we, we knew that we were for each other. And we knew that, that, that God has called us together and, and that we were meant to be together. And, and nothing could have gone wrong. And now they, they can't stand each other. And we have to walk through the brokenness. And I believe that no one, no one, no one in here came, no one came in here tonight or, or no one walks down the altar with the plan saying, you know what, I'm ready to destroy this marriage. Right? No one goes into a relationship thinking that. No one signs up for that. Everyone goes in with the right intentions. But I think that no one, well, not no one, I think that a lot of people don't plan on not having a bad relationship. Does that make sense? And I think there's so much intentionality that goes into it. And God wants us to have a clear focus when it comes to such a vital part of our lives. Proverbs 27, 7 says this, a person who is full refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. Meaning that to someone who's hungry, Anything tastes good. You know, so tonight, I want to camp out on this idea of dating. 
Uh, I know that uh, for many of you, if you guys have been in the church long enough, you're like, is it okay to date here? Absolutely. I want to make sure you guys find the right people and that you guys are able to do it right. Because right now, culture tells us this when it comes to dating, that you should date as many people as you can in order for you to find out if you're compatible. I mean, I've heard people say this before. Come on, pastor, you got to like, you got to, you got to, you, you can't put your eggs in one basket. You got to make sure that you're like keeping your options open and date around it. And uh, have you heard this before? You got to, you got to test drive the car. Well, how do we know if we're, if we're compatible? And they find themselves going from this relationship to that relationship, almost sounding like Oprah, right? Uh, and, and they're going from this relationship to that relationship and that relationship, right? And, and. I want, I, want to, I want to propose a question tonight. How does that concept of dating ever teach you how to stick it through relationships? It doesn't show you how to stick it through the hard times. It actually shows you how to end relationships. You know? And, and what we're really doing is we're, we're practicing divorce. Why? Because culture just screams at us on how to end them and what is supposed to be right. How's that working out for us? But I think God has so much more. I know he has so much more. When we go to scripture, I, um, I, uh, I know that there isn't many methods on how to find the perfect person. I don't know that the Bible tells us that there's this like way to find the perfect spouse. Why is that? It's because in biblical times, marriages were usually arranged. Now, aren't you praising God that we don't live in those times anymore? You know, um, as a dad, I look at my daughter, Selah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish we could arrange this marriage, you know, when she's like 50. Um, but what scripture does tell us is how to navigate through relationships. And it gives us enough principles for us to have the wisdom on how to navigate this idea of dating. In fact, dating isn't actually biblical, but we do it. And I know you guys are going to date, so why don't we look at the Word of God and see what we could learn on this whole concept of dating. We're going to be going through a, a lot of Proverbs tonight, and I just want to put this disclaimer out there. I've taught relationships over the years. It's one of my favorite topics, but I believe that there are some principles in the Bible that never change. They apply today, yesterday, and forever, and I'm hoping that if you guys have been uh, around for a while, you guys have probably t heard me talk about some of these concepts, but I hope that they hit you in a different way today and that you never lose sight of what God says about such an important topic in our lives. Amen? So, um, we can clap, that's okay. Um, so if we have a clear focus and a clear list, at least we know what we're looking for. Right? So we're not caught off when we're starving for relationship. Because if you're hungry for relationship and you go through the breakup, isn't it true that you get that text message and it almost sounds like an answer to prayer? You're like, man, this is my ex. And then before you know it, that's a booty call. Did I just say that in church? <laughs> but you guys don't do that here, do you? Some of you guys can't even look me in the eye now, right? <laughs> um, not this church, right? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Praise God for that. <laughs> so here's my first point tonight. Point number one, you need to know what you're looking for. You have to have a clear focus and a clear list on what it is that you're looking for in a relationship. Now, don't tell me that you pray to God and, and you're waiting for a relationship and all you can come up with is, God, make them really hot. <laughs> right? Make her super fine. There's so much more to it than being awesome, right? And, and looking good. And we'll get to that in a moment. I think that looks are important. Very important. You got to be attracted to that person. And we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Proverbs 21.5 says that the plans of the diligent lead to advantage. And you guys have seen the hashtag. I mean, it's all, I mean, there's millions of hashtags right now that says hashtag relationship goals, right? Uh, uh, last week I shared with you guys that there's oftentimes that my wife and I will post a photo and someone will comment and say, man, those are goals because they see our family. And I love that because it tells me that they're looking for something different than they've seen, right? I'm not, I'm not here to say that I have uh, the perfect marriage, but I will say that I have a blessed marriage. You know, you can't have a perfect marriage. Um, but the hashtag... Going back to this, the hashtag relationship goals, are they really goals though? We say goals, but do we have them? Because we should. And there should be a game plan on how to get there. Right? So I'm going to give you some principles on, on something that you could write on your list that I believe are non-negotiables. This is a no-brainer, meaning that when it comes to these principles, you should not compromise because you're hungry for relationship. Uh, uh, the, the first thing that we need to put on our list is if you're a Christ follower, then they need to be Christian. I shared this last week that, that marriage is about a mission and not a mate. Meaning that, that God calls you into marriage for a purpose. They should help you fulfill your purpose on the earth. And if you're compatible with someone and you see that they make you better, then that's a good characteristic to know, okay, God's called me to make a difference in this world as a Christ follower. Then I got to make sure the person that I date is a Christian. Why? Because my values are different. And my focus is different. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? I cannot share this and emphasize this enough. I shared it last week and I'm sharing it again. It says, how can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Paul got this mental picture of uh, the farming life. He knew that an ox would not work good with a mule. You couldn't put the two animals together because they pull the load differently. And as a Christ follower, you're going to pull the load differently. And if they're not Christian, Scripture says that they're literally dead without Christ. How would you like dragging a dead body around? I'm just saying, and no offense, I, I know without Christ, I was dead in my trespasses. This is what the Bible tells me, you know? And Paul says, don't, don't yoke up with those that don't have the same value as you. Why? Because there's going to come a moment that you realize that the Greek God isn't enough. You're going to realize that you're building on two different foundations. And Paul says, don't do that. Some of you guys are like, well, what if I win them to the Lord? No, we call that missionary dating. 
You know, some people say, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna reach them, dunk them, and then ditch them. No, that doesn't work. We don't missionary date. Right? And last week I shared with you, if you're married to a non-believer, then you need to remain as you are. And that's not my opinion. It's what Scripture says. 1 Corinthians 7 says, To the rest I say, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he must not divorce her. And a woman who has an unbelieving husband and consents to live with her, she must not send her husband away. And uh, What he's saying is remain as you are. Right? But if you're dating or if you're not married, Paul's like, warning, enter emoji hand right here, stop. Let me just shake, right? Right now, just stop. Stop in your tracks. Be careful. Now, some of you guys are in here, and you're, if you're not a Christ follower, you're like, what the heck? Did I just come into a cult? Absolutely not. And if you're dating someone that claims to be a Christ follower, Scripture, and you're not a Christian, Scripture would call that a hypocrite. And no one wants to date a hypocrite, right? Now we're getting a little uncomfortable. Can I be real with you guys? I'm sweating up here. Come on. Why is this important? Because we understand what Christ came to do for us. We understand the life that we're living. We understand that our values are very different. And marriage is a really long time. And you want to make sure you're both building on the right foundation. What else do we look for? Uh, here's the game plan, right? They need to be a Christian. We also want to make sure that they have good character, right? Uh, Proverbs 22.1 says, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. How's their character? Here, if, if you're currently in a relationship that all of your friends disapprove of and your family members don't see the good in it and you and your partner seem to be the only ones that, thinks, that think it's right, let me tell you something, slow down. Because... Because if you're the only one that sees the good in the relationship, something's wrong. And what you're feeling is real, but it might not be reliable. And slow down. We can clap. That's okay. It's like you guys are all nervous tonight or something. <laughs> Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful more than anything else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? We can't be led by our emotions. So what we feel might be real, but it's not reliable, right? Uh, in the beginning of a relationship, man, I call this the love-dumb phase, right? The infatuation where you look at each other through rose-colored glasses and they can do no wrong and, and, and it's like, man, no one's ever dated like we dated. No one's ever, not even Romeo and Juliet, they've never ever had what we had. Right? And you're all, you're, you're just, you're, you're infatuated. And in this stage, a lot of people can't really see any of the red flags. Because it's fun. I get that. You ladies, you're probably like, man, the dude makes me laugh. He's so funny. I mean, he better have some good jokes when he can't pay the bills. 
It's so much more than just cute, right? Think about this. Look at character. It's important. Because if he has no ambition now, he's not going to have ambition later. This applies to you too, ladies. Okay? I'm just saying. Y'all, y'all ladies are so nurturing. Uh, you, God's wired you guys to be moms, right? And, and you go into relate, and not, not, not everyone, but I've seen it before that you'll go into a relationship wanting to like coddle him, right? And you're like, man, I could make him better and I'm going to care for him. He just needs so much help. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so cute, right? And, and if you're not careful, all of that's going to be highlighted in marriage and you're going to find yourself frustrated when you have to try to kick him out of bed so he could go find a job. And what you're going to learn is that you're playing the role of mom and not a suitable helper. No one signs up to be a mom. How's their language? This is important. How do they respond to conflict? Are they constantly blowing up at everyone? Because if they are, you're going to be the target of that in your marriage. It's important to look at character. Is that a good word? No? Some of you guys are like, ah, I don't know what to say. And here's the thing. When you're with the person that God has for you, you should feel better about yourself. More beautiful. More handsome. More special. They should bring out the best in you. I often ask people this when they're dating. Uh, I'll ask them a question. Hey, do they make you better? Do they challenge you? Do they help? Are they helping you become a better version of who God called you to be? If not, then slow down. It's not a race. <laughs> We're at Dodger Stadium now. That's awesome. So we have to make sure. <laughs> Look at what Proverbs 31.10 says. It says, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly what, enrich his life. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. I always talk to my boys. Praise God. Um, I joke with Steve all the time, but I mean it. Uh, I, I do talk to a lot of my friends when they have a good partner, and I see that there's just great... Uh, just greatness all over the relationship, and they have that that heart of gold. Guys or girls, okay? I always tell them, if you find that heart of gold, make sure you take care of it, because that person's going to be by you at your deathbed if you're sick. Those are the people that are going to care for you, right? Because it says that he they greatly enrich our lives. By the way, all of these characteristics should be true of ourselves before we look for it in anyone else. Does that make sense? Um, So is the person given to anger? Uh, Proverbs twenty two twenty four says, Do not associate with a man given to anger or go with a hot-tempered man, or you will learn his ways and you will find a snare for yourself. A good test, um, a good test isn't how hot they are, right? Or how about this? They're so nice. Of course they're nice. They're putting their best foot forward. You guys know what I'm talking about? If you're interested, your best foot is always forward. That's not a good test. A good test is how do they act around their friends? 
Do they serve the Lord? Do, do they talk about the Lord? Right? Um, I, uh, I'm reminded of a story, and I have kind of permission to share this, so I'm going to admit a lot of the details. So <laughs> I think I have permission to share this. I've shared it before, so um, I'm in trouble. No, um, man, there was a, a couple that we knew that they, uh, they got married, and they should have never got married. And there was all of these red flags in their relationship, and uh, uh, they ended up getting married, and uh, they were together for, for a while. Um, this guy was such a good dude. Uh, but this girl had, like, anger issues. There was a lot of things that she didn't work on before she stepped into a relationship. And um, and we had asked them to go to counseling and make sure that they make things right. Anyhow, long story short, uh, this guy was about to go in for the interview of his life. All right? He had gotten promoted at work, and uh, his boss wanted to see him because they wanted to uh, really just take him to the next level. And he's driving uh, to the place with his wife, they're in the same car, and there was this huge blow-up in the car, and she grabs a drink and pours it all over him. He has like five minutes before he has to be at this promotion. No time to change, and he walks in, and he, he, he ends up not getting the job, all because this person had anger issues. It's important for us to slow down. If they have anger issues right now, guys, let me tell you, they will be highlighted in marriage. Amen. Um, I feel like I need to camp out here. Guys, um, if you're in a relationship right now and you're not married, or if you are married and there's abuse in it, abuse is never okay. All right, never okay. Uh, you need to find help, or if you're not married to that person, I'm going to tell you right now, run like heck. Get out of that relationship because it's never okay. Don't dismiss that behavior. Don't dismiss that behavior. Um, Make sure you talk to someone about it. And here's the appearance. Is appearance important? Absolutely. Look at what Proverbs 5.18 says. It says, let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She, she is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Some of you guys are like, that's in the Bible? Yes, that's in the Bible. <laughs> Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman? or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman. You know, it, this tells me that we need to be captivated by her love or his love, right? Appearance is important, but it's not everything, right? Look at what uh, Proverbs 3130 uh, says, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Um, this, uh, this applies to the guys too. Looks are important, but they're not everything. Uh, my wife wanted tall, dark, and handsome, and she got me, okay? Um, I'm just saying. Uh, so there's, 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 a, there's somewhat of some non-negotiables. There's so many others that I'm going to cover through the rest of the series, but at least you kind of see some red flags or some things that you need to look at in your own life to make sure they're true of you. So let's just say all of that lines up and you see that this person that you're interested in or the person that you're dating, um, by the way, this will apply if you're married and you'll see why in a moment. Uh, then uh, the next thing you need to do is point number two, you need to seek wisdom. Okay, if you're, if you're into someone and you're interested, uh, make sure that you invite counsel into this relationship. And guys, make sure you're listening to the right people. 
Make sure that you're inviting the right conversations. By the way, if you're married, make sure that you're listening to the right people. If all your friends are partying and down-talking their spouse, that's probably not a good group, group of friends for you to be around. I am. Um, we're going to clap all night, and I'm going to be here all night. So uh, it's, it's important. Look at what Proverbs 12.15 says. It says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man who listens to counsel, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Uh, early in, in my singleness, uh, before, uh, before I got married, man, I, I think the Lord used that for me to stay centered because it was, I didn't want to be that guy going from relationship to relationship to relationship. Uh, I love what Sawyer said when he first came. Uh, it's really neat because uh, we had asked him, like now he's dating Jordan, uh, but we had asked him, we had asked him uh, if, uh, if he was interested in anyone. He's like, no, I'm not, I'm not really looking. He goes, but I ain't blind. Um, Right? I remember in, uh, in the beginning, I just wanted to be mindful of who I was going to date. And I had mentors in my life. I had to ask a lot of questions because I was a pastor. I'm like, man, at one point, I thought my wife had to walk on water. Right? I thought she, uh, there was a certain mold that she had to fit. And I'm like, what does a pastor's wife look like? And, and I had mentors tell me, dude, you're overthinking it. It's the same as an electrician's wife. They should help you fulfill your purpose. Oh, Okay, and they walked me through my singleness, and they helped me gain a better perspective before I navigated through a relationship or uh, such a vital decision in my life. And I had the church come around me because growing up, I didn't have the best models for relationships. But I had married couples in my life. I had people that were outside of my life stage. I still have people outside of my life stage that have kids that are older than my daughter and, and have gone through life. And I want to gain their perspective because I see that they're thriving and I want to learn from them. And, and, and I love that because that's the beauty of the church. That you would rub elbows with someone that's a little bit outside of your life stage. And if you're dating, the best thing you could do is invite healthy couples into your relationship. And if you're seeking to want to pursue, make sure that you're getting all of the right advice possible from the right people. I'll tell you this, for me, that's where everything became real because I got to see it lived out right in front of me. I saw the way my friends interacted with their spouses. I saw the way that they handled conflict. I saw the way that they pursued their wives. And I'm like, whoa, I've never seen that before. And it just became real for me. So I want to encourage you guys to make sure that you get counsel. And then point number three, make sure, dudes, this is for you, okay? Ladies, you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, make sure that you pursue. Once you know Make sure that you're honest about your intentions. Look at what Proverbs 18.22 says. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. This is one of my favorite passages. I use it in every single wedding that I do. But I want you to zero in on something. Notice how it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. It means that we should pursue some people are so spiritual, man. They, uh, <laughs> they tell me, I'm waiting for God to bring me that person. I'm like, okay. I'm just waiting for God to bring me the right woman. Okay. 
You guys have heard this one before? Oh, I'm just dating Jesus right now. What does that even mean? You should always be dating him, right? You should always be talking to him. And people get so spiritual. Oh, they're going to bring me the right person. You think he's going to put them in a FedEx box and just bring them to your doorstep? What'd you say? It's because he ships it. Guys, this is where, seriously, um, I, I want to do some teaching right now. Um, maybe some of you guys are already out of my life stage. This, isn't, this doesn't apply if you're married, by the way, okay? If you're married, just sit back and listen. Uh, but dudes, it is our responsibility to pursue, right? You know, this is the stage of the relationship or the friendship where you guys are texting all the time and things are like kind of clicking and you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, this is where you come in and you have to pursue. And ladies, let me talk to you right now. Don't play games. I, that's like the worst thing ever. Like I hear, I see this all the time. Well, I'm not going to be the first person to text them. They got to text me first. And the guy's over there saying, well, I'm not going to be the first person to text them. And you guys are kind of just waiting in silence, right? I have people ask me all the time, dude, we're texting all the time. Is that okay? I'm like, well, do you want to text her all the time? Well, yeah, I'm like, then text her all the time. You're putting like this crazy expectation on, we overcomplicate it, right? I had a guy, no joke, that but right before he got married, he came into my office. He's like, bro, there's this girl and we're hanging out every single day. Is that okay? I'm like, do you want to hang out every day? He's like, yeah. I'm like, then hang out every day. What's wrong with that? We, we put like these crazy boundaries that, I mean, boundaries are good, but, but, some of this stuff is unheard of. And ladies, you guys like to play the game. I tell my wife still today, I'm not a mind reader. Tell me. Right? Um, is this all too real? or is, Does this still happen? Have you guys ever had that couple or those friends that are together all the time and everyone sees that they're compatible, but they just kind of like... Well, I don't know, and the dude's kind of like just hanging back, and they're, they hasn't said anything, and, and, and they're just kind of like, it's kind of weird because um, they're not dating anyone, and they want to make sure that the other person doesn't date anyone, but they won't do anything about it, right? Have you guys seen those? You guys don't want to look to your left or to your right right now, do you? <laughs> this is where you have the DTR. This is where you define the relationship. You define it. Um, I know that a lot of people, you dread having that talk because you're afraid, oh my gosh, if I tell them, then we're never going to be friends again. Uh, I don't know what to expect. And, um, and, uh, I'll tell you this right now that, uh, how you feel about the DTR determines how committed you are to the relationship. And I know, um, I know that for some of us dudes, girls, we like the game. Here's where I'm going with this. We haven't defined the relationship because the moment the person actually says that they like us, what do we do? We run. Why? Because it's not fun anymore. You like the chase. You like the challenge. But once they are honest about their intentions, you're just like, oh, okay, well, I'm done. Or maybe we're afraid of commitment. 
that just tells me you're not ready to date. That means you got to spend time buying a puppy or something so you could like just. <laughs> and then girls, here, I, I don't want to go too much on a tangent. You got this thing called girl code? Yes. I'm just saying that there's a new guy steps in the picture or a new girl. There's, there's guy code too, okay? A new girl steps in the picture, a guy steps in the picture, and your friends are like, I got dibs. He's, I like him. Therefore, none of your friends can like him. But he doesn't like you. He likes your other friend, and your friend kind of low-key likes him too, but now you can't say anything because it's girl code. Is that true? No joke. When Viv and I first started dating, she had a best guy friend. And... um, um they were together all the time, you know, and uh, I started talking to her, and I asked her, like, hey, uh, is that your boyfriend? She's like, no. She tells me till this day that she was never into him, but uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and uh, I remember once we kind of started talking and kind of started hanging out, this guy approaches me. And he's like, hey, by the way, I like her. I'm like, cool. Do you, have you told her? Well, no. Does she know that you like her? Does she like you? Well, I don't know. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I got the ring. I'm just saying. Um, It just got really hot in here. <laughs> I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying be insensitive. But man, um, and guys, I'll say this right now. If they go through a breakup, wait some time. Give it some time. Don't go like the next day like, I'm going after it. That's not cool either, okay? <laughs> That's a nervous laugh in the building. Um, but define the relationship. And um, don't be afraid to flirt a little. Don't be afraid to ask them out to coffee. I just had a, someone ask me this. I, actually, there was this conversation taking place, and I'll leave the details out because uh, there was uh, a friend. I'm trying to be very sensitive. There was a friend that was going to hang out with another friend, uh, and in their mind, they thought that this was a date, but he had never mentioned that it was a date. Hold on. I'm just going. And there was this huge discussion happening in uh, our vicinity and um, some of the girls said, well, that's not a date because you never officially asked them on a date. That's just kind of a hangout. And um, they had asked me my input on it. I said, well, why don't you just make it a date and be honest about your intentions and say, hey, I didn't properly ask you on a date. Can I buy you a cup of coffee and take you on a date? Ladies, wouldn't that be honorable for you if someone just had the courage to say, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Can I take you out? Steve, I know that you planned that really well. And um, now you got Jess. Uh, Anyhow, enough of that tangent. I'm gonna leave uh, with. I'm gonna end with this last one, uh, guys. In all honesty, relationships should be fun. Have fun. Have fun. Um, if you're not sure that that person is the person you want to date, then slow down. Do the group thing. Get to know each other in that context before you have the conversation. But have fun. Look at what it says in Ecclesiastes 8:15. It says, "I recommend having fun." Because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, 
I said drink, not drank, okay? <laughs> and enjoy life, that they will experience some happiness along with all of the hard work God has given them. Have fun. Sometimes we get so spiritual, man. Oh, we're going to go hang out and we're going to just share our testimonies. I'm like, really? For like two days. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's very spiritual too. And, and I don't have a problem with that, but don't be confined to uh, just making it all about that. Or we're and, and I have to be sensitive here because I'm a pastor and I get, I want to study the word of God. I want you guys in the word of God. I want to make sure that that's a thing for you, that you guys are doing that on your own and together. But uh, sometimes we just limit it to that. We're just going to go do Bible studies all the time. That's great. Good stuff. But how about you guys go catch a movie? How about you guys do some game nights? How about you guys add some fun to the mix, right? Uh, sometimes people have this like crazy misconception on what it means to be a spiritual leader. Ladies, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out and uh, pick on you guys for a little bit. I've had girls come up to me and say, well, this guy's not leading me right. I'm like, really? Well, what does it mean to lead? Well, we're not doing Bible studies together and he's not doing this and not doing that. I'm like, wow, Viv and I don't do Bible studies together. We have a Bible study in our home, but every time we try to read together, before I do my quiet time, I need my alone time so I could encounter God and then come and talk to her about what I learned. It looks different for everyone. To lead means that he is the lead servant, that he's the one leading out and serving in the church, that he's the one leading out and serving you. And that's what it means to lead, that he's putting your needs above his own, that he's, he, he's protecting your purity. He's leading you in that. Do you see how that works? And we have this misconception on what it means to have a spiritual leader in the house. A spiritual leader will lead you to holiness. A spiritual leader will lead you to purity. But it doesn't have to fit this crazy mold. Does that make sense? And, um, and God cares about all those things. Now, don't get me wrong. It's good to be in Bible studies. We have a whole prayer group where I see, uh, where I see people come together and they're praying together and they're in the word of God. But they're also out there experiencing the life that God gave them to live. They have fun. I know that when it comes to relationships, this topic could be a sensitive topic. I know for many of us, or for some of us in here tonight, we've experienced relationships gone wrong. Maybe you're in here tonight and you had someone not protect your purity. Or maybe I can't blame only the one person because it takes two people. Or maybe you're currently in a relationship right now that's not healthy. And God's like, slow down. Get to know that person. Invite accountability. And I don't know if you caught on to this. There are everything that's written in Scripture is not to jack all of our fun away. It's not to rob our joy. It's to actually lead us to more joy. And... Um, and everything that I read in the Word of God, I've come to understand that it was written for our benefit. And when I live according to His Word as best as I can, I experience joy in my marriage. And I'm able, I don't know how to love my wife outside of my relationship with Jesus. Because in the flesh, I'm a jerk. And I'm selfish. And I make it about me. And every single day, the Holy Spirit has to come into my heart to remind me to serve her, to love her, to put her needs above my own. And in my marriage, I'm learning more of what it means to be a Christ follower than I ever have. 
I'm learning what it truly means to die to myself. Because if I'm honest, I could come to CYA every single Thursday and love you guys and, and be like, hey, God bless you guys. This is awesome. And, and, and put on the spiritual card. And, and, and it's easy. But I am who I am when I'm in my home. And I always tell Viv this. I want to be the same person at home that I am on the stage. I don't want to have to pretend. And, um, and I've come to find out that in marriage, I get to see the epitome of what Jesus meant when he said, die to yourself. Why am I sharing this with you guys tonight? Because marriage only highlights what's wrong in your own life. And someone said it this way at one point. They said, God didn't create marriage to make you happy. He created it to make you holy. And this is why it's really important for us to be intentional of having a full heart and a clear focus when it comes to such a vital part of our lives. Because when you're doing it God's way and you're running after Jesus, you're going to realize if you're looking for relationship, what you're going to realize is you're just going to look to the right or to the left and that other person's going to be doing the same thing that you're doing. And in marriage, you're going to continue that journey. And if you're married in here and you're not experiencing that and you're thinking to yourself, well, I don't have that in, that in my marriage, well, you can start today. You can start building on that foundation because it ain't over. Jesus gives you a second chance, a third chance, and you could experience an abundance in your marriage if you invite God to be a part of it. And you put him at the center of your marriage. Maybe you're in here today and you've been starving for relationship. I want you to know something. The only one that could fill you, the, the void in your heart is Jesus. He wants you to have a full heart so that you can be ready for whoever he's going to bring into your life. And I don't know with a room this size, I, I feel that there's a lot of people in here that are broken and haven't experienced an authentic relationship with Jesus. And Jesus wants that with you tonight. Because the one relationship that's going to matter forever is the relationship that we have with Jesus. And um, he gave everything for us to have that relationship with him. He died on a cross to forgive us of our sin. He resurrected so that we could have the Holy Spirit. So that you and I would have a right standing with the Father. So that you and I could find complete fulfillment in a real relationship with him. And maybe, maybe that's the move that God's been make, uh, waiting for you to make all along. That you would open up your heart and respond to him so that he could fill the void that you're trying to fill relationally with everything around you. And God says, if you would just look up. If you would just look to me. And trust me. I will fill that void. If you're in here tonight and you're not a Christ follower in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond because you have a God in heaven who's for you, who loves you and gave everything so that he'd be in a relationship with you. If you're in here tonight and you're a Christian and for some reason you're not close to the Lord, something happened and there's this disconnect now, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond and come back to a relationship with Jesus because he's waiting with open arms.
If you're in here tonight and you've never been baptized by your own choice, maybe that's your next step in your intimacy with Jesus. I don't know where you find yourself in your faith, but what I'd like to do right now is pray, and then I'll give us an opportunity to respond. So let's go to God in prayer. Father, I pray for everyone in here. God, I know you care about us. I know, Lord, that there's people that came in here tonight that have doubted whether or not you saw them, that have doubted whether or not you cared for them. God, I pray that you would make yourself known in their hearts and in their lives and that they would know that you're for them. Holy Spirit, I pray for the Christians in here that have almost become numb. And they can't even remember the last time they experienced your presence, God. I pray tonight they would have a wake-up call and realize that the God of the universe is calling them into a relationship with themselves. God, I want to pray for the person in here that has experienced brokenness, God. They had something taken from them that... That wasn't their fault. And they've been walking around with that guilt their entire life. God, I pray that tonight you would set them free and that they would realize that you see them, that you love them, and that you want to bring restoration and healing into their heart and to their life, God. I pray that, that they would know, Lord, that they no longer have to be a victim, that tonight they could walk freely with you. God, uh, I, uh, I want to pray for those that um, are hurting tonight, God, that they came here because they wanted something more. And even this whole relationship talk, they thought to themselves, oh my gosh, I came on a night like this. This isn't what I needed. But the whole time you were ministering to them and you were, you were drawing near to them, God, I pray that they would know that you see them and that you desire a relationship and that that's the something more they were looking for, God, and that you would allow them to be responsive during this time. Right now, with everyone's eyes closed, will you do me a favor if you're a Christ follower in here? Pray for those around you. But if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to do something pretty bold tonight. If you want to give your life to Christ for the first time, or if you want to come back to him, or if you want to get baptized, do me a favor and just stand up right where you're sitting, because I want to know who's praying with me. Just stand up right where you're at. If you want to give your life to the Lord... If you want to come back to Jesus or if you want to get baptized by your own choice, just stand up right where you're at. And praise God for those that do. Praise God for you. I'm going to give it a few moments. It's going to take courage. Praise God for you. I'm going to give it a few seconds. Right now, if you're right with the Lord, pray for those around you. See you, do me a favor, let's go to God in prayer. Let's just join them in prayer. Repeat these words out loud with me. Say, Father God, I know that you love me, and I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me, to forgive me of all of my sin, and to heal me of all of my hurt. Right now I say yes to you. I ask that you'd fill me with your love, and that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. I give you my life, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's praise God for the decisions. You guys can stay standing.